0: Since you've been gone, I can't be for the first time. Oh, welcome man.
1: back to the podcast, and welcome back to our boy, MVO. I'm back from suspension. You weren't on suspension. We, we, we've had to take a little break from you because you were spending some time <laughs> down in
0: Alabama. <laughs> I was on a year's, of month's long suspension. Okay, it's been a while since I've been here, and since I've been gone, some good things have happened. To you? Oh yeah, Nonito Donaire got his ass cooked! Yeah. Okay, so now I no longer have to hear from Nonito or Rachel Donair for the rest of my life. Praise God.
1: Uh, until he gets hired to do commentary for oh, God, somebody. Please. And, oh, yeah.
0: please. Oh, don't, even, don't even speak that into existence.
1: I'm, I'm going to get him on the podcast and do an interview. And they're going to bring you on. and we're, You're going to settle this.
0: Yes. Uh, what else has happened since I've been gone? Last time I did one of these was what? Joshua versus Usyk? I don't even remember. Yeah, I think it was Joshua versus Usyk. They never had a rematch. What the hell? They're supposed to. But, I mean, We'll see. <laughs> Ticket information out. And not, I don't know what's going on with that.
1: The fights in Saudi Arabia, they don't sell tickets there.
0: Oh, I guess.
1: They, they just give them out because well, no one actually watches boxing there.
0: Yeah, well, people say they want to go. I would want to go.
1: You would want to go? Yeah. No.
0: Nah. This is going to be the end of the zone and match room all in one night.
1: I don't know about that. I don't know about
0: that. Oh, yes, it is. So, so, peep this, right? Yeah. Remember when Anthony Joshua signed this landmark deal with the zone and everyone, you know, like, blowing each other about it? Yep, yep. Turns out that the deal did not include the Usyk fight. So, if he loses to Usyk, what value does he have to the zone, going back to the zone as a loser?
1: Well, here's a couple of counterpoints. Well not counterpoints. I, I I agree with everything you said. But A, doesn't that make Anthony Joshua like kind of a genius? Oh he's no. he's
0: he, 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 he's he's smart. He he's making bank for on this one.
1: But in the event that he loses and essentially all of his like um the value in his name and everything gets severely diminished these guys are still on the hook to pay for Anthony Joshua as we knew him, not Anthony Joshua as we know him. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty smart move on his on his behalf. Whether that's the case or not, I don't know. But then here's another thing. What if the zone put, like, they have a clause that with every loss, their minimum that they have to pay Anthony Joshua
0: goes down? Ooh. I don't think Joshua would have went for that.
1: I I think that you know the truth is usually always somewhere in the middle and I think that there's going to be a little give on both sides of of kind of like I'm we're both positing like polar opposite like way other on one end of the spectrum uh takes here or theories I guess and I bet it's kind of close to the center and I I bet there's an element of that. Yeah, but I true. I mean I don't know that it's a, a foregone conclusion that Anthony Joshua loses to Usyk. Because it's the heavyweight division and we got you on Mr. Big Meaty Man
0: slapping meat. Anything can happen. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. Uh what else has happened since I've been gone? Uh Ryan Garcia finally made his return back to boxing.
1: He, he was he's been out the ring for a while. Actually, it's not that not that long because he fought um he fought to go.
0: I wasn't around for that. You weren't <laughs> around,
1: but you know he—he, he, you know, in—in in your absence, he did fight to go. If you didn't remember that, no, you know, no one's gonna blame you. That was a horrible fight.
0: Yeah, honestly, I didn't remember that. I
1: mean, I—I I almost doubted Joe Goosen.
0: Oh, uh, don't ever do that! Not—not not the king of denim. Don't you ever <laughs> do that? Come on, man. What thing you think about Joe Guzan? Ryan Garcia uh, actually did an interview where he said. That he saw inside Joe Goose's closet, and it's literally a whole bunch of denim suits of different colors.
1: Of different colors?
0: <laughs> yes. That's the
1: that that's the most egregious thing. Is that it's a bunch of different colors. Like you, you're out <laughs> here. Do you think he has like fatigue?
0: Yes, denim? a hundred percent. And he probably wears it for like Veterans Day or something like that. Oh my! Could I could I pay you
1: enough money to wear like a a white and red no. fatigue? like pair no. of jeans no what if it was like 2007
0: uh depends
1: what if the no limit soldiers were still hot
0: <laughs> i always hated them because <laughs> you because
1: you were on the side of kurt henning yes on the rap rapist, crap. wow yes. it's so shameful that yes. you really should move to
0: alabama just just, <laughs> just do it southern brands, <laughs> southern brands. <laughs> you were on that
1: rap is crap stuff
0: that was that was a great great song, by the way. But um, Ryan Garcia fought last night, man, mm-hmm. and he was as impressive as I've ever seen him.
1: Really? Yes. Yeah. What about the performance impressed you?
0: He beat the hell out of Javier Fortuna. Like like Fortuna was a punch bag. And I mean, he was soft by... enough that he definitely looked like a punching bag. No, come on. Don't do that. I've he... been told by guys like you. I've been told by guys like Deuce that Javier Fortuna is some um, boogeyman fighter. You were putting really words in my mouth. Fighter. I
1: hate Javier Fortuna.
0: I hate him, too. But, but you guys made it seem like um, he was this avoided fighter at 135. Wh- who, what? What? Yes, come on, man.
1: On my own podcast, disinformation about me.
0: So you're telling me that when he was going through the whole saga Mm -hmm. of trying to get these fights with Haney and lenares and all this shit, you guys didn't make it seem like he was some avoided fighter.
1: Well, it in a literal sense he was because he wasn't like getting those fights. They were going in other directions. So in a literal sense, that is true, but in the sort of quote-unquote avoided sense? Absolutely not. You think you think Devin Haney wouldn't carve Javier Fortuna up for 12 rounds and embarrass this guy? He lost to Jason Sosa. I don't know how, like, there's not a bigger indictment of your own abilities than getting smoked by Jason Sosa.
0: This is true. So, so you're telling me that you weren't too impressed by king ryan last night
1: so here's my take about this all right i don't know if i'm impressed i don't know if that's the right word for it because i'll answer your question with a question which is and this is like for you this for the listener like how did fortuna perform relative to your expectations of what he was supposed to be doing
0: i thought he performed well below my expectations
1: okay Listener what did you what did you think now for me I feel like he performed exactly the way I thought but at the same time still like it It was exactly what I thought and the fact that I thought so little leaves me even more disappointed because Fortuna here, here's like my whole thing and why I don't like Fortuna is I remember watching this dude on Friday night fights 126 pound fighter it, it, that's what it appeared he was going to be. And he was like knocking dudes out. And he was like literally being hyped as a next Manny Pacquiao, Southpaw, Jesus little course. short guy, powerful, blah, blah, blah. And every opportunity that he's been given to show that he's not mediocre, he has failed. And so, I hate myself for buying into it early on so much that it now just seeps through in how I view him. And you look at his <laughs> career and he's done absolutely nothing of note including getting beat by Robert Easter, uh mm-hmm. the Granado's fight, I don't know, like you know, he just somehow falls out of the ring and, and it hits the like the little box
0: I remember that.
1: and 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 gets some brain damage or something, I don't know. And so like Fortuna has been a guy and then he loses to Jojo Diaz, like in the most embarrassing way where it's like, look, if you actually fought like you wanted to win this fight, you, you would have had a shot. Okay. And yes, he was like technically avoided by these guys, but probably for a reason. It's like sometimes when you're on the basketball court and you're open and people like, you know, want to say like, oh, you know, they just don't want to pass the ball. It's like, nah, he's open for a reason they don't want to pass him the ball, but it's not because they don't like him or something. It's because he like, he, 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 he ain't hitting those shots. Yeah. And so with that said though, I, I think like, th- here's one thing though, that I'll take away from this. Like, I feel like Fortuna and a lot of fighters who have fought Ryan, and they're picked well, but I feel like a lot of fighters, they, um, <clears throat> they kind of buy into the hype of like Garcia but one thing uh that I don't think that they're taking into consideration and it hits them when they get in the ring, is I feel like fighters don't realize how big he is. Yes. And so they have like Fortune like that didn't look like Fortuna's normal style, same way um who who else fell into this? Like uh, I think Campbell wasn't really prepared for how Campbell. big he was. Uh to go kind of in the same way he didn't Remember really Bruno. anticipate it. Nah, Duno just just came in brainless. Like that dude was.
0: Listen, Golden Boy tried to convince the public that Ryan Garcia was scared of Duno because he wouldn't fight him on short notice. Come on, now.
1: Yeah, I mean, but 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 also Oscar was the one that said that we don't know if Ryan Garcia is a star. We don't know if any of this stuff translates. It probably doesn't. That like that dude. I have it saved on my computer. This dude gave an interview, like essentially shitting all over ryan and now it looks like literally the only reason why golden boy still exists is because ryan fights for them yeah exactly so but But like here's one thing i noticed i don't know if you noticed like i feel like ryan still does not know how to open a fighter up like unless the other fighter starts taking risks he really doesn't know how to like go down and, and like like walk a guy down he doesn't really know how to do that
0: well. He doesn't need to do that though, because if you if you look, this kid is so fast and hits so hard that he routinely got through um, Fortuna's guard. Routinely, that yeah. fuck was getting, was getting behind the guard all the time. The, the straight the straight right hand was snapping the head back all the time. Like this kid is the goods, man. I'm telling you, he is the only fighter. At one thirty five, that I believe could legitimately beat Tank.
1: You don't think Haney could beat Tank?
0: No, God no.
1: You don't think Devin Haney? I I I would not be shocked if Devin Haney beat Tank and Ryan. Now, people don't get crazy here and think saying that I'm I'm saying Devin Haney would beat Tank. I got Tank by knockout, okay. But I think. It is not out of the realm of possibility that Devin could stink out and outbox both Ryan and Tank and like win a 12 round decision because he fought the fight on his terms, which were very little actual activity from both sides. And, and he basically wins the jab battle.
0: I don't see that happening with Tank. I feel like Tank oppressing too much. And I don't like, um, I'm not going to say it's Devin Haney's chin. 'Cause it's probably not his chin. I don't like his legs. But Ryan's I his, legs, I
1: don't like those either.
0: You know, I think I think Ryan was pretty solid. Uh maybe 140 is his natural weight because he looked I don't listen, you might not have had any respect for the opponent, but I just think that he looked like one of the best fighters in the world yesterday.
1: I don't think you can say that off of Fortuna. Uh,
0: he was supposed to be a veteran that was going to show Ryan Garcia, uh, take him into deep waters. He's going to drown him. He was trying to intimidate him at the at the weigh-in. Lost to Jason all this Sosa. other stuff. I'm like, come on, man.
1: Lost to Jason Sosa.
0: This is true. I mean, you're right with that. He did lose to Jason Sosa, but he's also he was supposed. Listen, people thought that this was not a fair to complete yesterday. And Ryan Garcia showed them that this guy did not belong in the ring with him.
1: I mean, I think that there are a lot, like, I think that there's still a lot of flaws that Ryan has that a good fighter, like a Devin Haney can expose, which is Mm. that his footwork is still not good. Uh, The way he responds to punches coming back at him is not not what you teach. It's not fundamentally sound because it's easy to exploit. Now, the, the, the big question with him, and there's we've had lots of fighters that are exciting and exactly like what Ryan brings to the ring, is like, can his speed and power basically make that a moot point? Yeah. And it sounds like what you're saying is, yeah, it can.
0: I, absolutely. Because uh, you don't think Fortuna tried to, to haul off on him. But what happened? He got clipped coming and trying to get inside. The kid is so fat, fe- like, he was so fast yesterday that I didn't even see a lot of the shots that Fortuna got hit with. How much have you been down. drinking? Listen, I'm not here <laughs> to talk about the past. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I'm saying. is just wanted to throw that out there. Is that I did not see those shots. I literally had to watch the replay in slow motion to see those shots he got hit with.
1: I mean, I'm I'm just gonna give it to you because there's no point in me like you know. Trying to shame you for not not, not like you watching the fight uh, <laughs> under the influence of substances is any better than me watching it not under the influence of any substances.
0: <laughs> now, let, let me ask you a question uh, about his performance. Mm-hmm. Do you think he looks better with Joe Goosen than he's looked with Reynoso? Ah, that's,
1: I don't like that question.
0: I think it's legit because he's fighting a different style. I'll say this:
1: I think the time with Reynoso was good for him.
0: God, how much is Reynoso paying you? Come on, man!
1: Uh, Bring it. You'll find out when we talk about Canelo.
0: Like this, this is this is like you. you No,
1: what I mean by that is like I think it was good for him to one leave his original trainer, uh, but to go to Reynoso and like really learn work ethic from being around those fighters that were in the gym uh learning the different training methods wink wink um oh, there, i think but but also like the the being with the reynoso probably opened Ryan up to different possibilities of the way that he can fight that doesn't mean he like Ryan looks the same in terms of how he throws his punches and everything as he did early on in his career that stuff hasn't changed but i think the mindset has like he's become a smarter fighter And he's figured out a way to make the way he fights work for him. So I think it was good to be there. But, you know, the Reynoso style, having that implemented for Ryan, that clearly wasn't a match. Even though it's hard to argue with the results. He he had nothing but knockouts with Reynoso.
0: Yeah, but I, I think Reynoso only knows how to teach one way. And to me, Reynoso reminds me of like a bad basketball coach like Tom Thibodeau with the Knicks, you know, he oh has to suffer. Oh, I'm a Nick fan. Misery. Yeah, I'm a suffering. Yeah, you're damn right. I'm a suffering Nick fan. And this guy ruined R.J. Barrett, who had the potential to be a superstar, but he wants to fit him into his system yeah. instead of using your system to fit around the talent that you have.
1: So the word for what you're looking for is prescriptive. There are coaches that and trainers that come in with an idea of how a fighter wins fights, and everyone must adapt to that. And a yeah. like that, Mike D'Antoni's like that in the NBA. I don't know about other sports people, so you're gonna have to figure it out. Like if you you Brits, like there's soccer coaches that I'm sure they're like they play defensive or whatever, possess possession or whatever. Um, <laughs> Chip Kelly in football,
0: yeah. You just have their system, they roll out their system, my system is going to win.
1: Right, and it's like, in some cases, the system may be good, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have the pieces for it to work. And um, we've seen the Reynoso system fail when fighters go to that system and they don't have the tools that Reynoso needs. Which, by the way, we don't know what you need other than Canelo, which is like, be generationally talented to make the system work and then it works. I don't know. Maybe that's just the generational talent. Uh, you know, who's another one is Virgil Hunter who we've seen fighters he go sucks. to him and he they sucks. don't look great.
0: Yeah. He, he freaking sucks.
1: Uh, you know, shout out to Abner Mars for one of the most flat performance of for performances of his career. You know, actually
0: Amir Khan. I think Khan
1: looked better with Virgil Hunter than he did with at any point in his career. Um, he still had the flaws, but they they were closed up a lot better than they were early in his career.
0: I just don't like the way they fight when they're with Virgil Hunter, who yeah. is that 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 French guy that was on the Canelo card? Oh um, God,
1: Suleiman Cisco,
0: yeah. yeah, horrible, horrible.
1: That dude might actually like that dude has some talent too. Uh, that's just a, a poor pairing.
0: Yeah. But I mean, Virgil yeah. Hunter. With anyone but Andre Ward is a poor pairing, uh,
1: but you know that 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 brings like the whole like existential question of how effective is a trainer
0: really? Mm, I think a great trainer is effective, but how? Because sometimes, like, all right, so a great trainer to me, mm-hmm. Derek James, correct? Tell us this guy exactly what they need to do very clear in, in his directions in the corner in between rounds okay um mark ramsey excellent trainer he he tells better BF exactly what to do even when better BF does stupid things and, and gets clipped or something like that he calms him down tells him exactly what to do mm-hmm. those are the kind of trainers i like
1: not the guys who are like, brilliant AJ, brilliant. No. I as as Usyk just like snaps his head back with the jab.
0: Yeah. AJ's on the verge of getting uh, knocked out. And, AJ and mentally and checked he said, out really three quarters him. through the fight. <laughs> yeah. You're really working him, AJ. Way to go, AJ. Like, dude, this guy's about to get knocked the fuck out. Why are you paying attention?
1: Yeah. Um, but I, I bring that up because it's like, the field is probably like the difference between all these trainers is not that big between the, the, the decent ones, the bad ones. Like, I mean, I don't think the, like the, the, in terms of like the, the execution in the ring, I don't think the difference is that big. So like, unless you have a great one, you basically just have like, you know, a guy. Yeah. And, And I don't think Joe Goosen's a great trainer. But I, I also think that there's something to be said about the relationship that a trainer can have with a fighter and really just giving them confidence to fight in their in a way that they're comfortable with. And I think that's yeah. more effective than a guy who's gonna be like, all right, here's the X's and O's, like you're gonna do yeah, this. Yeah, but and that you're do makes that. a
0: great trainer. I don't think I don't think being a great trainer or a great coach is just about being able to draw plays. You have to inspire yeah. your guy. And Joe Goosen does that. You you remember the Diego Corrales fight where where uh Corrales spit out his mouthpiece and and uh, the referee deducted him the point and Joe Goosen went right in the corner he said hey you gotta you gotta you gotta get in his ass now you gotta get in there now you know and, and Corrales knew this is my last stand if I don't give everything I have right here in this moment this fight is over. And he gave everything he could in that moment and and was able to be victorious. You know, you have Emmanuel Stewart. Very famous uh, moment between him and Lennox Lewis in the Tyson fight. You got a dead man in front of you. It's like, take this guy out. He's a dead man walking. You got a dead man in front of you. And Lennox Lewis said, you know what? You're right. Let me take this motherfucker out.
1: What about... uh when Angel Garcia slapped Danny in the corner.
0: I like that. I like <laughs> stuff like that. I li- Listen, you gotta be able to understand what it is that makes the person, because you are the jockey. and they are the horse, you gotta know when you gotta be heavy with the whip. And you gotta know when you gotta chill. You gotta know what makes them tick. And I don't think, Ari Reynoso knows what makes these guys tick. He just knows Canelo because he's known Canelo since he was uh, a kid. So, of course, he, he knows Canelo very well and what makes Canelo tick, what can, what Canelo responds to. But, but, but
1: does he? Because we didn't see that in the Bibble fight.
0: I think they were both delusional. They thought they were winning. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> they're fucking delusional. They, they think arm punches count as a scoring shot.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah. You know, but when he works with other fighters, you don't see him inspire. Yeah.
1: But um, back to Ryan, what do you think about his comments about he's staying at 140?
0: Um, I think his comments was a little bit misconstrued. I felt like he said he'll stay at 140 unless it's basically the tech fight.
1: I, I was listening for that. 'Cause as soon as he said that, I was waiting for him to clarify it. And I don't think he I, I think he meant that Tank has to fight at 140.
0: Well, that's a non starter. I don't um, think Tank's going back to 140 in the top zone.
1: No, I, I and I don't think there's any like I don't think that so one, it was interesting to me because like when this fight I heard was at one forty, the first thought I had was like like they're giving Ryan a taste of something and he's going to want more. Yeah. Because it's like that's Ryan is a big lightweight. Yes. There's no like it's it's crazy that he fights at lightweight at this point in time uh for one and two he's starting to get to that age where I think making 135 is going to be really hard. Especially given um I don't think uh I think he he likes to enjoy himself out of the ring.
0: Oh, yeah. You could tell.
1: And, and I'm not criticizing that, you know. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, everyone's down to have 96-ounce apple juice bottles.
0: Absolutely. But, um,
1: but, yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, he's not going to want to go down, which is going to be really tricky because if he goes down, like, I can see him making the sacrifice for the tank fight. But I can also see a point where now that tank fight looks very easy to reject because you want to stay at 140, and there's decent fights for him at 140.
0: He he can't do that. He can't. He'll not never fight live Tank. it down.
1: Yeah, he'll never live it down. What if he fights somebody who is on like a championship level?
0: It doesn't matter. Can't live it down. He cannot uh, live it down.
1: I, I'll say this. I I I'll agree with you on this part. I think Ryan couldn't live it down because if you listen to the way he talks. It was really weird that, like, you could, well, you just get an insight into how he thinks and the way that he framed everything where he was like, I'm going to record everything so you guys can't say I'm ducking. And it's like, how self-conscious are you of that 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 would be something you even say?
0: Because we know 100% that he is the reason why the fight didn't happen last time. We know that. And he admitted that. I'm
1: just saying, like, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, they don't say stuff like that.
0: Yeah, but... They never got to the point where the fight was almost made and somebody pulled out because they thought they were getting the Pacquiao fight. But uh, like that's well, literally what happened with Ryan Garcia.
1: So you so you think he he feels guilty about that?
0: Yeah, he, he feels like people cause cause here's the thing. Did you ever believe he was really gonna fight Manny Pacquiao? No, I have a brain. And and most people did not believe the Pacquiao fight was realistic. So they feel like he was bullshitting. And he knows they feel like that he was bullshitting.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree. All I'm going to say is this. If he stays at 140 and the tank fight doesn't happen, I would gladly watch. And, and in some ways, I almost would prefer to see this fight. I'd rather see him fight Emo. Oh. I think that is a hilarious fight.
0: Hilarious in the sense of what? What you think? Someone's going to get embarrassed?
1: Oh, somebody for sure gets embarrassed in that fight. I think uh, I actually think their styles are a little similar too. I mean, TFM was obviously technically a better fighter, not technically in the sense of like you know like oh barely, but more like you know he's got better fundamentals and all that stuff. But they're both little quick, like quick counterpunch kind of guys.
0: Yeah, they're, they're sudden. They're sudden fighters.
1: That that fight could be explosive. Um, I think the build up to that fight, they both kind of have that cringy element to me. Yeah. When they when they run their mouths, which is like in some you know, for some people, I guess they eat it up, but like I don't know. I can't stand to hear Tiafimo talk and I can't stand to hear Ryan talk. That post fight interview yesterday was a little cringy to me.
0: Hey, but, listen, but it, don't it works. you dare insult the power of Jesus Christ. The power of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. For, I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on here? I he, do not he, need Jesus Christ with my boxing. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, no, no, no. I, I'll say this: you're you're cool to thank God.
0: Yes, he thanked God, but he also thanked the power of Jesus Christ. So, what is it—the it power of Jesus or the thanking of Jesus in general? Ah, uh, listen. Only two people you should thank: God and Al Haman. That's <laughs>
1: it. Wait, 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 wait! I just want to point out that he didn't thank Golden Boy, didn't thank. Anybody?
0: (laughs) No, he (laughs) did.
1: Did you notice that when uh, Mannix asked him about like you know the network conflicts and blah blah blah, Oscar looked real nervous in the background, and when Ryan said, "Where there's a will, there's a way," Oscar did not look happy at that comment.
0: Yeah, (laughs) because Ryan knows what we all suspect. Uh, If he fights Take, yeah, if he fights Take, that's going on Showtime and there's going to be no joint pay-per-view.
1: What do you say to people that are like, "But but but the zone has spent millions of dollars on Ryan Garcia."
0: They have not <laughs> That that was the whole uh crux of his potential lawsuit against Golden Boy because he felt like he wasn't getting paid uh what he was basically drawing. That was the whole crux of the beef that they had when he wanted them to open up the books.
1: Oh, no, you can't do that.
0: You cannot do that. And you know what happens if the books get open. Ask you know, Mikey you know Garcia. The, Top Rank was yeah. like, actually, see ya. <laughs> you want to leave? <laughs> see ya. Exactly. Here, there's you a door. Some, we ain't opening up these books. books be you don't want to see those contracts to see exactly what it is you promised the zone on behalf of a fighter uh, that you can't promise. Um,
1: what do you make of, I think it was... Joe Markowski who came out and he didn't say he, he questioned the validity of a statement that Ryan doesn't have a, a direct um, contract with the zone, but he never outright said he does have a contract with them. What do you make of those comments?
0: I think that he was probably under the influence of some substances.
1: 96 ounces and, of apple juice probably.
0: and He was getting out of pocket and <laughs> then he realized, Hey, uh, yeah, we, we, we screwed this up once with Canelo. Let's not do this again.
1: Um to me, I don't buy that for a second. And the reason why is because zone likes to win the PR battles. Yeah. And they they pay attention to Twitter. Too much. Which I which I question because if they paid attention to Twitter or to Twitter, uh Chris Mannix would not be employed
0: well that's because they don't care about us americans but if you see what they did with the uk the uk gets to have an alternate broadcast if they choose to really yes they do
1: oh that's pretty cool yeah um can i need an alternate broadcast where for literally everyone showtime espn like just I don't need the commentators. so it's like, please, just
0: oh, get rid wow. of that. wow, Al Bernstein is rolling over his grave right now.
1: Well, he, I, I'm not making any jokes about that, okay? But you didn't hear Lex, like, last week, just, like, totally eviscerate Al Bernstein?
0: I did not listen to last week's episode yet, actually.
1: Oh, uh, he, like, le- I mean, but I agree with him. Al Bernstein is, uh...
0: He jumped the shark?
1: He's lost a fastball, let's just say that. Uh... But I but I just, in general, don't, like, I don't learn it. Like, I don't get anything from listening to, to the commentary. They're not saying right, anything I question. don't already know.
0: What what announcers do you find to be good?
1: I like Bradley. Oh
0: God, he's one of my least favorite.
1: Bradley could get it, get, you know, get it on my nerves. But, like, for the most part, Bradley's entertaining. And he does, like, Bradley knows what he's talking about. I actually think him and Andre Ward are a decent pairing. Uh, I love when they disagree, too. I love it. Because you you could just feel how mad Andre Ward is on the air as he's you know recording from home because he's not vaccinated. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Abner Mars isn't bad. Um, Yes, he is. He's not bad.
0: He doesn't. He he has never said anything interesting.
1: No, he has. He just says it. You know. You know. It takes him. There's a little bit of stuttering and stammering going on, but Abner's not bad.
0: I can't wait till he gets back in the ring. Let's just say that.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I, never mind. Um, and then I like Corey.
0: Oh, your guy.
1: Corey's good. Um, even if he's not my guy, Corey is good. I think Chris Algieri is all right. Uh, I like Sinisa.
0: Come on. Come on. Do you really like her or is she just hot to you?
1: It can be both.
0: I, honestly, I don't even think about commentary that much. I, I just get annoyed. I just don't want you to be annoying. Don't be... Then you
1: like, can't listen, watch anything just like me.
0: Don't be like uh, Tessator and uh, Kriegel and these guys. Just don't be annoying. That's all I ask. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so you can't watch any commentary, is what you're saying.
0: I like Al Bernstein.
1: Al Bernstein, like, no. Al Bernstein would have been talking about Fortuna, like, potentially knocking Ryan out last night. Because because Al Bernstein always roots for the underdog.
0: There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, there is. We are coastal elites, and we are (laughs) never the underdog. Okay? You're from New York. I'm from LA. So, know,
0: man, yeah, I. How Bernstein slander, like, I don't feel comfortable talking to you right now. What? What are like, you what's talking like, what's about? How
1: Bernstein? It, like he? He? He lost a fastball.
0: Hmm. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this episode. I might have to amend my five star rating I gave you guys.
1: <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> um, no, I. I he but but here's the thing. I still think the showtime crew is the best yeah. um they, they they really just sound like the like the crew that didn't get put together like last week. you know it's like listening to like if you listen to jr. and the king and then you listen to like remember when raw did that like whole new thing and they came out with those new commentary team like two years ago yeah. or three? And it was like, what the uh, fuck? It didn't like sound
0: like a... man Burt. No, before uh, that.
1: When they remember when they first did the brand split and then yeah. uh, they had that like totally brand new commentary team on Raw?
0: Yeah. They 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 all they, they sucked.
1: Not only did they suck though, but they were like it was it, it just like no chemistry, uh, and you had no familiarity with any of them. So
0: it was just super weird. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you mean. But that's how the zone sounds every week.
1: Well, yeah, they're they're constantly changing it up. But it, but I feel like there's you have to have some continuity, and the the continuity that they've chosen
0: is just like being shit. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to talk to Lex. I'm not feeling this outbursts. You, you and
1: Lex are always like finding some some little small thing to disagree with. Remember no, when you I mean, guys like had had the internal grief in the in the bomb squad?
0: Yeah, because he believes in that glove shit. And, dude. (laughs) We're not rehashing that. We're not rehashing that. (laughs) It It did not happen. Listen, I love Deontay Wilder. Okay? I went all the way to fucking Alabama to see this man's statue. Glovegate did not happen. It didn't happen. I'm sorry. So you claim. did not happen. (laughs) Come on, man.
1: Uh, how did we get onto this? Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> All
0: right. Let, let,
1: anything else to talk about with Ryan Garcia?
0: Yes. What's next for Ryan Garcia? Who will he fight next? Who will we get to take fight next? I said
1: this at the start of the year. I'm going to say it right now. Tank is going to fight Ryan Garcia on Showtime pay-per-view in December. Ooh.
0: Ooh. I feel the same
1: way. There's no way it doesn't happen. Like some, Guys, it's, it's the same way I said like last year Errol, or no, I didn't say it last year. I said it, uh, well, technically, I actually said this like two years ago. uh, Literally gave the timeline of when Errol would be fighting um, Terrence Crawford. But, yeah. But, I said it after the Ugas fight, he will fight Terrence Crawford next. Now, why? Other than, it, like, you know, people just like to disregard that Errol's like a man of his word. And he literally said it, like, numerous times, the timeline of his career. Thank Um, you. But... Uh, sometimes you just got to look around. And even God tea leaves. It's not even read the tea leaves, dude. You don't <laughs> even have to project here. It's like, where do you go? Sometimes people are trapped in a corner and the only way out is like, there's only one way out. And Tank and Ryan are basically in a corner where it's like their only way out is through each other.
0: Yeah. Like I see people say, why don't Tank fight Devil Haney? Well, he has a contractual... Rematch with Cambosis, which
1: you know that's uh its own thing but but also yeah. like e s p n is not gonna send Devin Haney over to fight on showtime,
0: definitely not,
1: and they they really probably don't want to deal with like e s p n wouldn't know what to do with tank. let's just put it that way,
0: <laughs> yeah, they,
1: they'll be like uh, we don't gotta a Brian we Custer have, to interview you.
0: Not only that, there's no father story that Mark Kriegel could could Ooh. jerk off to uh, with Tank.
1: That that is actually the smoking gun right there. Yeah. No father story. <laughs> ah, too bad. Too bad. Um, yeah. So I mean, there's nothing like there's nothing too interesting to talk about there. Like, I mean, we could entertain the notion of like, oh, but what happens if it doesn't? It's like, well, if it doesn't. Uh, these guys are both on the shit list until they do fight each other. Exactly. Or like, Ryan's like, nah, I'm moving to 140 and then 147 thereafter. Then it's like, all right, fine. They're just on a different path now. Oh, well.
0: I don't think that's yeah, going to be the I, case. I, I agree with you. I think the fight's going to happen in December. Um.
1: All right. Any did anything stick out from the undercard to you?
0: Uh, no. Besides Ricardo Sandoval getting beat. Uh, <laughs> Ricardo Sandoval, who people swore up and down, that my best buddy on boxing Twitter, Sonny Edwards, was afraid of, he got beat, you know? Yeah, your boy it. Sonny
1: Edwards uh, will get beat if he faces any of the legitimate That's That is wings. not true. Nope. Um, you ain't. No, you no. are not getting... Nah.
0: Let, let me explain something to you about now, Sonny we're Edwards. we're not
1: talking about Sonny Edwards on this podcast.
0: All right? <laughs> he like. looks
1: like he's 12... Let him fight uh, one of the dogs at 112. He's going to
0: fight uh, Cesar Martinez later this year.
1: He might beat him because Julio
0: Cesar Martinez is not good. No one at 112 can beat Sonny.
1: Can you name more than three
0: 112-pound fighters? And you can
1: say Sonny Edwards. Yes. All right, five.
0: Junto Nakatani, Ricardo Sandoval, uh, Julio César Martinez. Mm-hmm. Uh Kose Tanaka. Uh Angel Acosta, I believe he's still at 112. Uh Wasim Mohammed, Prince Patel. Okay. Uh, wow. may be guys that are like
1: just like, okay, you're scraping the barrel here of like <laughs> hey,
0: but they fight of, of what we're
1: considering like championship caliber fighters.
0: Uh well, you never said they had to be Champions Caliber.
1: Uh yeah. Well, um my point is uh I did not see people talking about Ricardo Sandoval. Um Here's what I'll say about the undercard. I thought that this undercard would be a lot better than it was because I like in in a way this was a good undercard. No, you, it wasn't. You had well, you had names Cause you can't do like, you know, fifty fifty fights down up and down the card. Like that wasn't gonna happen, especially with Golden Boy's money situation and the fact that most of it was gonna go to Ryan Garcia. And Javier Fortuna is probably not a cheap opponent either. So But you had a bunch of names. You had names that I recognize. Lamont Roach, Alexis Rocha, Vic Saladar. Uh they even dusted off Diego De La Hoya. And the undercard. By and large was just not fun
0: at all. There's a reason why it was not fun. Why was and it? There is a reason why you shouldn't know it wasn't gonna be fun. Look at the names you named. These are not dynamic fighters that put asses in the seats and put and put opponents on their ass.
1: Dude, this is all Golden Boy has though.
0: Yeah, well, listen, I don't want to watch a card full of unanimous decisions. I'm sorry. you got five I can't do it five straight. Yeah, all these fucking decisions. I'm like, I knew, yo, when I saw Alexis, oh, this is going to suck. When I saw Lamont Roach, oh, this is going to suck. Like, did this guy lose to fucking Jamel Herring? <laughs> like, you knew it was going to suck. And you I, knew I it wish, was going to be a long card.
1: I wish Lamont Roach was better. I really want to like that guy.
0: He can't punch. Yeah.
1: That tends to be an issue. Yeah. Uh, you know who also not a big puncher, Alexis Rocha.
0: This is very true. He
1: he he got it. He got a gimme against Blair Cobb's because there was no way he couldn't knock out Blair Cobb's, and even then Blair Cobb's almost got out of there. Yeah. Without getting knocked out.
0: Like Blair Cobb's, either him or or they they're in the running for most hittable fighter in boxing. Hittable. Yes.
1: Uh, Ryan's probably not too far
0: off that list. The head movement's n- not great. He, listen, he does that on purpose to reel you in so he can catch you on the way coming in.
1: He looks like an MMA fighter.
0: All right. It works for him,
1: ring. but it's, it's one of those things that is going to work until it doesn't.
0: All right, tell Tank
1: in the ring. Uh, now, don't tell me you're taking Ryan over Tank.
0: Listen, I'm not taking Ryan over Tank, but what I am saying is that he can beat Tank. So in I'm theory tank. I
1: could beat Tank too. Just wanna want to throw that no,
0: out there. No, 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 no. I'm he bigger can, than him. He can beat Tank in a boxing match in a boxing ring. I, I truly believe that. Listen, the the thing that Tank
1: What is happened to your mic? To, did you
0: drop your mic or something? I uh, apologize. I did drop it. So the thing that Tank is susceptible to is exactly what Ryan Garcia does well. And I'm not going to tell you what it is until it's fight night and we preview it.
1: You think Tank could be counterpunched?
0: I do not think Tank could be counterpunched, but I do believe that if you are first with Tank, uh, if that's a real big problem for him, especially if you're leading with the left hook, which is what Ryan Garcia specializes in.
1: I, I think... We're gonna see like I think Tank is a guy who's gonna change the way he fights. Uh like he can change the way he fights from fight to fight depending on what's in front of him.
0: Yeah. He's and, amazing, special talent.
1: And you will see that against uh what what I really wanna see from Tank, and I know that a lot of people probably don't want to see this, and we got a uh, we kinda of got a taste of it against Cruz, but it was kinda of sullied by the fact that he hurt his hand. I want to see Tank just pull a 12-round like, look, I'm just not going to let this guy hit me. I'm going to jab him to death. I just want to see one of those fights where Tank just lets everyone know, like, look, if I wanted to, I could do this. But
0: instead, I want to kill people. Yeah. Which is probably not far from the truth, by the way. To me, that 12th round against Cruz was Was, one of my favorite Tank rounds I've ever seen.
1: uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, that was sublime.
0: Yeah. But you like it because you're not used to seeing it. If Maybe. you see it all the time, you know, it, then then he becomes Devin Haney and you're not as entertained. No, no,
1: no. And that's why I said one time. But, but I also, I don't think Tank has that in him to want to do that. I think he'll yeah. do it when he needs to. But, like, Tank's not going to go out there and be like, yeah, I'm going to punish this dude for 12 rounds. But also, like, show you I'm Floyd. It, t- I, I legitimately think Tank would not be like at all bothered by killing somebody in the ring.
0: Yeah, and I like that about him.
1: Um, anyway, yeah, the undercard was bad. Did you watch the top rank card on Friday night?
0: Uh, is that the card with Zorillo and um? Oh God, who was the guy that beat him? Barbosa. Yeah, I did watch the card briefly in and out of sleep. It was not very entertaining.
1: No, that, that card was not entertaining in the slightest.
0: Yeah. I was in and out of sleep.
1: Um, all I want to know, and, and and I already said, acknowledge that I like, um, I I like Bradley, but what were they smoking during the main event? (laughs) That, that commentary was insane to me because they were out here talking about, uh, Zaria being a guy that Barbosa should not have taken and he shouldn't be fighting a guy like him. And I was like, this is exactly the guy you want him to face. He's got an undefeated record and he's at best mediocre. If Barbosa can't beat this guy, then that says a lot more about him. Like I, I, what were these people
0: thinking? Well, I think maybe they saw ring city. That's where I remember Zaria from. Um, He's the Miguel Cotto fighter, right?
1: I believe Uh, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, he was on Ring City last year, and he did very well and pulled off a shocking upset. So, I think that's where they remember him from.
1: Against who? Against who? I don't remember the
0: guy. I don't remember the guy. I really don't remember the guy.
1: So, I believe...
0: But I remember it was on Ring City. It was a shocking upset. And... They thought maybe they had something.
1: It was against Pablo Cesar Cano with seven losses.
0: It was not against Pablo Cesar Cano. Um, oh, it, it, was, it was against it Ruslan
1: Madiev. Actually, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen many of Ruslan's fights because he's been on undercards of fights that I've been at. Yeah. could have told you that that wasn't shocking. Oh wow! Well. This is, this, but this is this is something that I talk about a lot. Where like, when you have one fighter from like uh, a not like boxing hotbed country, like a Kazakhstan or the Philippines or something, and once we get one dude from there who's pretty damn good, like you basically the whole country, that whole region benefits because now everyone thinks that oh yeah, these dudes can fight. Magiev yeah. could never fight.
0: Well, they thought he was gonna kick Zaria's ass.
1: Well, I mean, like, this is this is open for a reason, guy. Madiev was had never gotten an opportunity, and the first time he did to, like, really be featured was as, like, a 27-year-old on Ring City. That should yeah. tell you something.
0: Yeah, you know, you're right. You know, I find that you're right a lot, man. It really bugs me.
1: <laughs> I'm right until I'm not. And, and believe yeah. me, when I'm not, I get... I get told and reminded and everything. So, I mean, like I'm not trying to gain sympathy for myself, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong sometimes.
0: No, you're pretty good at what you do. This is why you guys have one of the most successful boxer podcasts in the world.
1: Hey, I, I was talking to a mutual of ours who has, uh who's on a podcast that is uh official and branded um by one of the outlets who provides boxing. Uh huh. And let me tell you something. There's a different level of success you can have as a boxing podcast, and we ain't we don't have that.
0: <laughs> Maybe yet.
1: if if we were the official Golden Boy or Zone podcast, it would be different. But uh, man, there's a different level to get to.
0: Well, we'll get there. We'll get there.
1: Uh, well, I mean, as long as you keep uh giving these takes that you're using Bill Cosby as your evidence for, yeah.
0: Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, that didn't make the air. That did not make the air. <laughs> Strike that from the tape, underdog. That did not make the air.
1: <laughs> Actually, it did make the air.
0: It, the, what you said wasn't
1: even bad. You, you, but it's just you used Bill Cosby, like something from Bill Cosby. That I mean, like yes, Bill Cosby is canceled for good reason. But uh, but that doesn't mean that dude never said anything bad. And and you you, you have you seen a up
0: I have. Wasn't impressed. Not that funny.
1: Not that funny, but he's a great storyteller. Yeah. The story about feeding the kids cake for breakfast is good.
0: I would have never find him that funny. All
1: right. Have you, did you watch the George Carlin documentary?
0: Oh, of course. My I favorite know.
1: comedian of all time. He's not a comedian. That is an American philosopher.
0: Yeah, he is. He's the GOAT.
1: Uh it was fantastic, by the way. In case you're yeah. you're like, oh, who should I watch this? You absolutely should.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, let's see, what else is there to talk about? Oh, the Barboza fight. Um anyway, I just thought that the 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 commentary was just crazy because they kept like framing it like Barbosa was taking this gigantic risk, which he wasn't. He was fighting the fight that he should have been fighting in order to get a fight like uh like a Tiafimo or a title shot at 140. This is literally what you need to be doing, okay? Being Alex Saucedo, who then went on to retire because that dude cannot take any more punishment to yeah. the brain due to, you know, the amount he had sustained over the course of his career. Uh, And then he fought Antonio Moran, who's like, all right. Like, this is the guy you need to fight. And Barbosa's already 30. This, again, open for a reason. They kept trying to, like frame barboza for more than what he is and no one just came out and said it like you're 30 years old you're still fighting like contender level opponents and then also they outed you for for ducking fights on the broadcast yeah which was actually that, true.
0: that no but come on what the fuck kind of promotion is that
1: no it, it was it was definitely like out of pocket but but it was true
0: i didn't like that i i really didn't like that if, if i'm barboza I am apoplectic. Um my my representative is gonna be called Bob Aram right away. Bob like what the Arum? fuck was that? Wow. Yeah.
1: Wait, he's I think he's with Rick Mirgian, who literally is like the lap dog for Aram.
0: Uh, I don't like that guy.
1: No, I don't think anybody does. But yeah. but he's he's like one of those people that has got his position because he sells all the spiders. Well, he would just say yes to anything. Yeah. He sells he's all just his like spiders. a persistent you know, you know those guys who are just like they get opportunities in life just because they're persistent and they don't like they don't have that sort of like nah I'm gonna be annoying if I ask again
0: yeah which you know you could respect yeah but I just find them annoying
1: yeah I definitely don't have that but like those people also like have more success than me so yeah but one really thing they don't have
0: is self-respect
1: um did you See, by the way, Barbosa is okay as a fighter, but I just want to throw that out there. He's okay as a fighter. Mm. I definitely think he deserves to fight for a title. I don't think he wins, but like, what is the, like, there's not a huge difference to me between like Barbosa and Zepeda. I, 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 there's not a huge difference there. And I think both of those guys deserve to fight for titles. Mm. Um, I don't think
0: he's very good.
1: You don't think he's very good? Nah. I saw a tweet from Regis Prograte today who usually is like a bastion of stupidity on Twitter. Yeah,
0: I'm sick of him too, by the way.
1: But it was a good tweet. But it was also sad because he was like, you know, 140 is the place to be and I'm glad I'm here, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bro, you're 33 and you've yeah. been fought three times in five years. It's like
0: but but
1: But 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 he's right about 140 being a place that's about to be popping because you got... Josh Ailey's got all the titles. He's 31 years old. He's on the way out, I think. Um, Jack Catterall showed that there's a lot that that guy... There's still a lot of shortcomings that he has. And if you look at the young dudes in the division. Let's say Ryan stays. Uh, you got Ryan. You got Gary Antoine. You got... Um, I, I guess we could throw Montana Love out there.
0: Please don't. All right, I'm throwing go. him right back. Listen, <laughs> this guy, he just... <laughs> became known because he was on a jake paul card he's done absolutely nothing since amanda was
1: on you know
0: yeah now she's a little bit known and now she's about to do nothing since
1: i should she go find another jake paul card yeah richardson hitchens trash not, not a fighter i'm a fan of i wouldn't call him trash yeah. i think he's talented but like he's just have the it. kind of talented he's got the kind of talent that's like I get it, you're good, but I don't really want to see your brand of boxing.
0: Yes, yes. You know what? You described
1: that perfectly.
0: Brandon Lee? Come on, he fucking sucks.
1: Brandon Lee does not suck.
0: He fucking sucks, No, no, no.
1: Brandon Lee is going to shock
0: you. And quarter to The Zone, Brandon Lee's a welterweight. So what are we talking about?
1: I don't... Yeah, yeah. We're not going to... Let's not rehash the, the zone graphics uh situation because it's not good. They they got like they really just don't care when they put their graphics together. Yeah.
0: I just think they didn't want to put Rashidi Ellis on there because he beat Roca. That's all. <laughs> that's what really happened. But Brandon the, Lee, but he fucking sucks.
1: That's a level of petty like I can get behind though.
0: So talk to me about Brandon Lee. Yeah. Well why 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 do you think he doesn't suck?
1: He's twenty three years old. Yes. He's fast. He's strong. Um I think he's learning. He's 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 a, like he's showing that he's growing as a boxer. He's trending in the he right direction. He's growing as a
0: boxer, when he hasn't fought anyone who would bring that out of him.
1: He fought Juan Geraldes. You saw the evolution of him in the ring. You saw him adapt. He he fought Zachary Ochoa he you also saw brandon lee is like because before that he was just knocking dudes out within like 70 seconds you know yeah i'll put he it was... to you this way okay the growth that we have seen from him is trending far more in the upward direction than say compared to someone like edgar berlonga who's you know winning these fights that he's been placed in after ending the knockout yeah, but streak. he sucks well, that's what I'm saying. But if you compare the two, the, the 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 line for Berlonga is way lower than Brandon Lee's.
0: Let me ask you a question. Uh huh. Could Brandon Lee win a belt, even a a, a secondary belt, like a, a regular title?
1: So the answer is yes, and I'll tell you why.
0: You know, let me Google Brandon Lee yeah
1: imagine you 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 just have i no, i just, just
0: want I just wanna see if he's Mexican
1: he's not Mexican
0: hold on he no let me look this up all right there's gotta be a reason
1: you're gonna find the first ever Mexican dude whose last name is Lee in the first history of all, the world
0: he's from California, yeah you're biased uh, maybe okay second let's see Early life Lee was born in Yuba City, California to a Korean father and a Mexican mother that's under it
1: up. hey that's that's a great I combo. Knew great combo. It.
0: I do it. Great combo. You are taking up for. Raza. Yeah.
1: Yes. And 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 my Korean uh brethren.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm not Korean, but yeah. uh Anihaseo. <laughs> to <laughs> our one
0: Korean listener, probably. Oh man. But um is Brandon Lee now a PBC fighter?
1: He's fighting on the Jake Paul in the car. What does that tell you? Uh, no. Don't think so. Uh but he's but he he's fought a, a couple on times BBC on PBC. Yeah. But 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 that's because he's with Showtime and, yeah. and he's with Cameron Duncan. And okay. so Showtime was just like, yo, Cam, can we throw this guy on this PBC card? And Cameron was like, Well, I got no other alternatives other than Showbox. So yeah. But but my the reason why I say yes is because, one, the belts are about to all get split up. And you're trying to tell me that in the fight between, like, um, Ismail Broso and Jeremiah Ponce or whoever that fight is going to be, that Brandon Lee couldn't beat one of those dudes? IBF? Maybe
0: the IBF, yeah. That's going to be Subrio Matias fighting. No, he's belt. not beating Subrio Matias, but
1: very few people at 140 are beating one of yeah, Subrio
0: Yeah, that's going to be Subrio Matias. Uh the, no the WBA is
1: Barosos versus um no
0: WBA is Puelo is gonna fight for it
1: yeah, yeah. D- you you trying to tell me that Brandon Lee couldn't beat Puelo
0: I don't think so I think it's I possible think Pueyo, I think Puelo boxes too well Brandon Lee has shown me nothing except that he hits hard against people who don't belong in the ring with him
1: you how many times have you seen Puelo fight.
0: I have seen Playo fight exactly zero times. All right,
1: so I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that there is maybe a little doubt there.
0: Listen, the only Brandon Lee I acknowledge is Bruce Lee's son, who died filming The Crow. Shout out to him. Yeah, but, that's
1: um, it. dude, I'm trying to remember Alberto Playo. I I've seen him fight. He the shot, Dominican. Yeah, he shot. He 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 fought Vishon Owens on an undercard. And uh, trying, I can't remember a second of that fight, but Poyau's got a got a sick hairline.
0: Yes, twenty-seven years old and looks like line.
1: a ball player from the seventies.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely uses roids.
1: Why do you say definitely.
0: that? Because how your hairline get like, like that so young?
1: He's from the Dominican Republic. Maybe he he's had a they hard don't life. They all use
0: roids over there.
1: Uh, they, I mean they didn't help Javier Fortuna. I'll tell you that much.
0: He must be off the roids because he, he looked like a little roly poly. That's, robot, that's what guy. i was saying at the
1: start. He came in looking so soft.
0: <laughs> I don't know what happened.
1: How are you five foot five fighting at 140? And that was because you just had a little too much baggage on you and not too much. Like, I thought he was going to come in jacked.
0: And then to top it off, he rehydrated to like 157 pounds. That's oh, ridiculous. Oh, God. One fifty-seven, and my whole thing is, it's not even as if he was cashing out. He only made a hundred thousand for the fight, so it's not like this was like some big cash out where he don't care. This is my retirement plan, my retirement money. He was making a hundred k, dude.
1: Nah, well, cause that dude, you know what it is. I'll tell you what it is right now. Can I throw a conspiracy theory out?
0: Don't as long as you're not gonna say the fight was fixed. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. That fight was not fixed. He got his ass beat. Okay. Okay. Or maybe it was maybe it was fixed, but no one told uh, Fortuna, and he came in there <laughs> thinking that he was gonna do a little ah uh-uh ah go down. It's like nah, bro, you enjoy the CTE. <laughs> nah, so maybe the benevolent Al Heyman said, "Ryan, we're gonna get you to tank fight, and we're gonna send you over an opponent in the meantime." We think you'll 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 get a lot out of fighting him, short southpaw, just like you need to prepare yourself for a guy like Tank, and we got you, and just know that we sent this guy over for you, and Fortuna's purse, we'll 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 make sure that this fight happens, meaning that uh, they got it. Now, now did this happen? Absolutely not,
0: but it could have. I mean, you you got you listen, you got me. Uh intrigued you notice how solid i was while you were talking Be because
1: wow i mean this is one thing i'm good at it's like just being unrealistic about boxing and having stupid conspiracy (laughs) theories yeah i'm i'm that's probably the only thing i'm good at um i don't i yeah i just spend too much time thinking about this stuff also
0: reminded me of of, of brian windhorse talking about the utah jazz hey but he but but
1: well i'm not as connected as brian windhorse but um
0: he was full of shit, dude, just so you know.
1: What What do you mean?
0: He knew that the Gobert trade was coming. Yes. And he wanted to put it out there, but not put it out there. So he came up with this whole big cockamamie conspiracy thing. What's going on in Utah? Just so that he could look like some prophet when the Gobert trade happens the next day. He's full of shit,
1: but the but his whole point was to say that like the jazz are gonna rebuild and tear it all down without saying it,
0: yeah, well, congratulations, Brian Winhorse
1: I mean like it, it was like the Fat dumbest it, it was definitely the dumbest thing to you didn't need to do all that
0: <laughs> yeah see he he what we in the hood call he was doing way too much,
1: but at the same time i ain't I ain't mad at it,
0: yeah. It was, it was good TV.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any news we should talk about before. Uh talk.
0: yeah. Plenty of news to talk about.
1: What news do you want to talk about?
0: Rolly Romero as no, a potential Arrow no. opponent.
1: Alright, actually, this is this is too good to not talk about. <laughs> Would it did, should Tank go to jail for what he did to Rolly?
0: <laughs> Listen.
1: This is murder what? in the Second degree?
0: Yeah, I don't know. What's rover Roly I listen. Once Ting hit him and his eyes crossed, <laughs> you knew. You knew he was not gonna recover well from this.
1: Like, there was already a screw loose, okay? Yes. But like, what does he like? I don't know. You it's he doesn't have a screw loose anymore. Like, the shit collapsed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or Maybe he really think he could beat Spence. Maybe he sees something like Mikey Garcia. All
1: right. Actually, I would bet you a $1,000 that Roley, 100%, you put him on a lie detector, he thinks he could beat Spence.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Like, he's it's, it's kind of like a Fox, how like, I guess.
1: If, if you put a lie detector on me, it would, be, it would come out 100% true that I think I could debate Stephen A.
0: Oh, you definitely can.
1: But see, but like, even if I'm, I lose in my mind though, I, and even if you don't agree with that or you disagree, I don't talk loud enough for it or whatever.
0: I still believe it. Listen, Stephen A, not that impressive.
1: No, 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 no. See, Stephen A, the content of what he says, you can take it or leave it. He does make a lot of great points, but... The the little things that he does, that is where all the impressiveness comes on. The dude's mm-hmm. presence on the camera, the way he says things, the cadence, uh, that's where Stephen A is impressive. Because, and, and, and hear me out. Do you think that would you rather watch Stephen A talk about boxing, or would you rather watch? I'll let you pick from the field of Chris Mannix, Mike Coppinger, Keith. No, I watch Stephen A. Dan Canobio, any of these dudes, you'd want to watch Stephen A. And why? Because Stephen A is like watching Roman Reigns. Actually, this is I say Roman Reigns. Let's just watch Steve Austin cut a promo.
0: Not no, that's not why. I I would rather watch Stephen A because he's not um jaded by the boxing business. He's not one of those perpetually miserable media members.
1: Fair, fair. But, I but well, TV I guys. mean like if, if that's if that's your like barometer here, then it's literally only Stephen A that you can listen to.
0: And I can listen to you too. Am I jaded? You're, you're, you're not miserable.
1: Uh but am I jaded?
0: No. I, I think um you like to sound jaded when you play devil's advocate, but I don't think you're really jaded.
1: I feel like a lot of people um might have the wrong idea about me because I try to play other side so often. Yeah,
0: devil's advocate, yeah. Which I, but you I have don't to do, do it... that. If everyone agreed lockstep all the time, it, it would be a very boring world. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which, I mean, like, sometimes, yeah. I, I mean, you, you. I just have to do that. Because if I don't do it, then no one is, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I think you're quite misunderstood and quite underrated.
1: Well, I mean, talk to your friends. Your friends seem to disagree. <laughs>
0: They it's, all, it's actually you. all your friends yeah they can't stand you which uh, is really which is really funny when you think about it because you would think that we would be of the same mind but i don't mind you at all i don't know
1: well may- maybe it's because you have nothing to fear with me because you're six eight and those dudes <laughs> all five eight of them
0: uh j could take you i i mean could he <laughs> oh yeah j listen j-roll is well, maybe his son can take you. Uh, I don't know. And young Daniel is like a expert at like all these martial arts.
1: You know, it's one thing. Uh, this is random, but speaking of that, my nephew wrestles, and uh, he's a he's a big boy. Let's just put it put it at that. Mm-hmm. And but he can't take me. Really? Yeah, weighs me. Nah. But see, here's the thing that man strength it don't matter how
0: big you are until you hit about 16 17
1: it just is not gonna happen yeah and i had another i have a, a cousin who i mean he's he's like he's like six four now he's a big kid but even him like as a 16 year old couldn't like find a way to take me down but once he once once he started to develop that real strength i'm like dude Stop, please. Like, I don't want no part to that. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm now too <laughs> old for this. Like, you know, you're at the point where it's like, you could tweak something, right? I would like to walk for the next week. Yeah. Um, Should we talk about the Bibble situation?
0: Uh, what situation? He got to fight Zerto. Does he, though? Yes, he does.
1: All right. Because uh, there's an article on Boxing Scene. Sean Nam. Sean, I don't know. That sounds like a fake name, by the way. It um, does. It, it, it just it's, it rolls off the tongue a little too much. But anyway, Eddie Hearn said this: in all those situations, we would have a right to request an alternative fight, an exception, which we will file with the WBA. No problem making the Zero Ramirez fight, but we had already made plans for the Bewati fight in October, so we'll speak to the WBA.
0: Okay, what's his plans for unification? No. So who gives a fuck about your plans?
1: So, oh, so you think that the WBA will say no because it's not a unification?
0: Yeah. Listen, let me let me say something to you. If the WBA mm-hmm. allows this fucking fight between Boatze and Bivol, then I know 110% that they are just against PBC.
1: That's a good point.
0: I'm sick of them. Because why is it you allowed Golovkin to take Evers Larry Lara's spot against Murata. Mm-hmm. And then you don't even rule that you gotta fight Lara next. Why is it Tank Davis still has not had his mandatory called against Devin Haney? Why? I think the WBA has been pissed off at PBC because it was the PBC fight where their racist judge got exposed. And all that stuff set off because of that Miguel M- Fox-Gabriel uh, Mastre fight. And ever since then, they have been ruling against PBC. Every well, the time.
1: did they rule against them with the Spence-Ugas fight?
0: Yes, they did. Oh, Contraire my you forgot that they were not gonna allow that fight to happen. Oh, I didn't forget. But I'm just I'm <laughs>
1: again, I am just throwing out the, the counterpoint. This is called setting and, you and, up. And
0: you know, you know what was even uh worse? 140. Alberto Puyo.
1: Oh yeah, that dude got cool
0: yeah. He earned his mandatory shot. These motherfuckers had a Miss America contest. Mm-hmm. Tell us why you deserve to be the the next Miss America in order to get a title shot. but you know, like, what was that? Okay,
1: but you know how the WBA could redeem themselves
0: if they order Tank versus Haney.
1: No, who,
0: and if they order, who gives
1: a fuck about that? No,
0: and if they order Canelo versus Morrell, no,
1: you you you'll agree with this. If they leak Regis Progre's essay for why he deserves the shot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's gonna be written in crayon <laughs>
1: <laughs> but just just imagine like this dude like the logic applied for Regis Progray justifying himself as why he should get that shot yeah with no no responsibility taken for I don't know signing with fucking Peter Berg
0: yeah Regis Progray is he is the poster boy for bad uh, boxing decisions but
1: what about Demetrius Andre
0: no, because Demetrius Andre was at least getting a very nice bag uh at the room.
1: Good point. What about Canelo?
0: Uh Canelo, very nice bag.
1: He kind of botched 2022.
0: He did, because why would you ever turn down? But wait, but didn't they say that all uh, right, maybe I could be wrong. Didn't they claim that uh the offer for the zone was hundred and ten and the offer for PVC was hundred?
1: No, you were making stuff up.
0: Okay. So you believe he took less?
1: No, we know he took less.
0: You're Oh, but you're sure of that?
1: Based off of what was publicly stated, the DAZN offer was less. And the DAZN offer was capped. It was stated up to the PBC offer was this is what it is. Plus pay-per-view, oh, obviously.
0: I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, he fucked up.
1: I mean, like, look, did he... In theory, no, because both of us and then most of you listening, except for like the two of you that come from that have trust funds, we would like that money, whether yeah. it be forty five or forty eight or fifty four, we'd like all those millions. So yeah, but but you know, or,
0: or maybe he just didn't want to fight Chano and uh, Benavides. In that case, he didn't make the wrong decision. But then he well.
1: I don't know. In, in every world where he goes and loses, to me, that's just the wrong thing to do because he's the pound for pound best fighter in the world. And like, he's on top of everything. And like, we were talking about, you know, greatest Mexican fighter of all time. It's got to be Canelo at this point. And, uh, you know, people are talking about, well, what about Canelo's resume versus Floyd's resume? Who's greater? And it's now, it's like, well, Floyd didn't get whooped by Dimitri Bivel.
0: Yeah. Well, here, but here's the thing I think that. Canelo and Matchroom if Canelo beats Triple G they are going to strike the B-Vol loss from the record it's going to be expunged did.
1: they already did
0: yeah it's going to be expunged It's like it never happened
1: yeah like like Lomachenko's loss yeah. but, but he, here's my conspiracy theory I think I told this to somebody and they told me that I need uh, to take a break um, <laughs> <laughs> but by theory, it, by the way, somebody like left a review on the podcast and was like, Oh, he's always saying this stuff, this crazy stuff that like it's real." And I'm like, "I always say this is a theory. He, you know, this is for fun." Yeah. Um. But what if the the master plan is for Bivol to fight Buati because they actually think Buati, and by they I mean Eddie Hearn, actually thinks that Buati is going to beat Bivol or keep it close. And if they keep it close, this fight's going to be in the U.K. You get what and I'm they saying? they
0: can screw him over?
1: They can. And then there will be no rematch clause in this fight, most likely because they're not stupid. Well, maybe they are stupid, but I don't think they'd be stupid in this situation. And so then Hearn's, like, literal Stan Marsh's dad at the computer, you know, yes. covered in, in I, a I, white, I'm viscous substance. That, Hit that in moment Alabama for him. White sauce. Yeah, the Alabama white sauce. Is Canelo fighting in the UK? And what better way for him to be in the UK than to fight for his titles against Joshua Buazzi with Bivol out of the picture? Um, there's just like, like that's the masterstroke right there. <laughs> if you Here's don't mind the problem the with your theory, yeah, I, re- I think I know what you're going to say, but go on.
0: Uh, Joshua Buazzi cannot draw flies shit, first of all.
1: I didn't think you were gonna say that, but okay.
0: Um, Canelo could fight anyone in the UK and draw. Doesn't yeah. have to be Buati. But no, um, that, but that's
1: not the point. Buati for the for 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 the title because I don't think the UK media outside because this is another thing they don't have Sky anymore, so Sky has no reason to ever cover a Matchroom card. But if there's a British fighter fighting for the title against Canelo, then I think the like the
0: the mainstream media picks it up. And what's the difference in Canelo defending his undisputed belts against John Ryder? you have a UK fighter. Oh yeah, he does have an undisputed undisputed. title. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's a good point, but. Uh, it all depends on if he wants to fight at 175, but if we, if we're going to accept the premise that he is just going to say whatever to 175, then yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Listen, we've spent much too much time on Vival. He better fight Zerto and I'm calling it here. Zerto Ramirez, the new WBA champion.
1: Uh, it's a WBA, so I have to ask: Does that mean he's gonna beat Bivol for the title, yeah, or will yeah. they create another one for him?
0: No, he's gonna beat Bivol. Um,
1: if that doesn't happen, there's only two people I think that care, and that's you and Deuce. <laughs> it's
0: not bad company to be in, but I love Zerto, man.
1: No, I two two of my favorites.
0: I you love, love Zerto. Zerto? You love Zerto? Yeah. Why? Because I root for the underdog, that's why, and I believe Al
1: Bernstein, it's come full listen, circle.
0: Zerto is a victim of the worst kind of boxing politics. Top rank and the WBO conspired to screw him yes. out of his rightful title shot mm-hmm. when he moved up to 175. Yeah, that was not right. All because he didn't want to agree to a new contract with them. That was crap. Mm-hmm. They let Billy Joe Saunders, okay, this fucking drug user, this fat bastard, <laughs> fight someone named Shefat Asufi mm-hmm. for the vacant belt instead of giving Zerto his rightful title shot. They tried to put Zerto in a fucking tournament at 175, a tournament for mm-hmm. your long-reigning classy champion? Come on, man. Classy is That was crap. No, classy.
1: I, 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 agree with you. Um, and like the the difficulty there, the, the internal struggle I have is that if I don't side with with Zerto, then I'm basically picking sides with the establishment, which is top rank in the WBO. And like, I'm not a fan of Zerto. I don't share like any love of watching him fight or anything like that. But at the same time, like, I definitely can't pick establishment. But also, I do know from like behind-the-scenes stuff that Zerto's, uh not the easiest dude to deal with. His idea of his own worth as a fighter probably is not in line with reality. But where do you get that from? I can't reveal sources.
0: Would these sources uh, be Bruce Trampler, Carl Moretti, no. Todd Duboff? Bob, I I, I
1: don't have any I don't think I have a top rank source. I I just think that unless I text uh, Derek Harmon because I got his phone time, number.
0: <laughs> a
1: lot of times,
0: uh these people they like to tell a fighter what they think the fight is worth, even though a fighter might be worth more because they want to cap costs.
1: Yeah. No no doubt about
0: that. So, so how do we know Zerdo's not worth more?
1: Well, and, and here's the, the the other thing is, and it always annoys me when people like don't want to talk about the business side of boxing because we do this constantly in every other sport. But like, there's no open market for fighters to easily gauge what they're worth, and yeah. like, and so like, let's say Zerdo, he doesn't know really what a Leo Santa Cruz makes or a Ray Vargas makes as a way to gauge what he's worth in the marketplace. Like, you know, if, if Leo signed, you know, five fights, whatever millions of dollars or blah, blah, blah. I'm worth somewhere in that ballpark. Well, probably not as much as Leo. He's not worth as much as Leo, but um, you know, he's, he's, he has an idea basically the way, like uh, when RJ Barrett hits the, you know, hits the open market and he sees what Colin Sexton got, he will be signing with, uh, the Dallas yeah, thing
0: that range yeah
1: and and we don't have that in boxing. And so Zerto's idea of what he's worth is only what either top rank has been paying him or maybe like somebody throws out a number, but like you're throwing out a number that say golden Boy is offering you, but like, is that really market value? No, you have these two private companies not disclosing any info, just throwing numbers out. Yeah. Who knows if that's what it is.
0: I mean, I guess, I guess you're right, but to me, I just think you're worth whatever you can negotiate.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And I'm always going to side with labor over management. I'm sorry. I mean,
1: yeah, me too. But, but I mean, I, I think we've talked about this on a Patreon podcast in the past. But like, there's a weird, and it's it's prevalent throughout the country, actually, if you think about it. But like, people always side against their self-interest and typically your self-interest is labor and but then you have these people like making the argument for why a team shouldn't pay x dollars for a player and it's like nah dude why are you siding for the for the billionaires
0: bootlickers yeah bootlickers man yeah
1: anyway i guess we'll wrap it up here let me tell you what we got coming up this week i you'll i think you'll uh, agree that this is not worth talking about Isaac Dogbe returns against Joette Gonzalez, both fighters with two losses, kind of at a crossroads. I'm good. good. (laughs) And uh, Gabe Flores makes his return against Giovanni Cabrera.
0: Is Gabe Flores the fighter that got the hell beat out of him and his family refused to stop it? Uh,
1: In his last two fights? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why is he still fighting?
1: I mean, uh, think about what you just said. His dad wouldn't stop the fight that he was getting the hell beaten out of him. Why is he still fighting? Because his dad hadn't told him that he needs to stop fighting.
0: Yeah, that's crap. But I'm not interested. Uh, let me know if he's like dies or something. I, I mean, I,
1: I think you're going to watch. By by the time not, Friday comes along, because I think this is on a Friday night, Um, you'll have nothing better to do. Actually, Saturday. You'll have nothing better to do but to watch.
0: No, nah, I'll be at an Elton John concert, uh, at MetLife Stadium actually.
1: You're gonna go see Elton John? Yes,
0: yeah, his last tour. I
1: I I I don't know I don't know where I heard this. This dude is seventy five years old.
0: Yes, yeah, his last tour. Still out here touring. It's his Last tour. This is his last tour ever. And this is the closest he'll be to New York. He's not playing New York, but he's playing MetLife Stadium. Isn't that New so York? I have no it's New Jersey.
1: But the giants and the jets play there
0: please don't don't make me get into that that, that bugs <laughs> me that really bugs me too but uh yeah so this is it for elton john man this is the goodbye yellow brick road tour it's over
1: and uh who's uh, who's the opener
0: i don't know it's a good question I just, i'm just i just coming to see elton i
1: never would have take, taken you for a guy to be out here going to see elton
0: john Oh, not Elton John. Come on, man.
1: Alright, well you guys know where to find uh our boy MVO. Hit him up <laughs> at East Rutherford, New Jersey, MetLife Stadium. He will be in attendance to see the Rocket Man himself, Elton John, yes. say goodbye to the world before he embarks on his retirement. Until he doesn't um and for me i'll be home uh really just actually you know having said that and now thinking about what i'll be doing saturday night uh i need a life
0: <laughs>
1: i'll be watching uh joette gonzalez and isaac Dogvey most oh, likely jesus uh christ. like trying to like live bet on it too which is like you know it's even worse wait,
0: wait, uh, is that really the only fight to this weekend?
1: i think so yeah jesus christ deuce is gonna like message me after and be like yeah but Zamfer's putting on a show that you didn't say <laughs> and my deuce. response to that will be uh no one cares
0: no oh, you should call him a homophobic slur no 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 so avery sparrow versus william foster they still not... wait why would why is avery sparrow still fighting well Did he get arrested at a fucking weigh-in? Listen,
1: man. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He technically, I think, he got arrested in uh in Target. (laughs) But uh, imagine you're in Target, like buying some Dawn dish soap, and the U.S. Marshals come in. I don't know if they still ride horses, but they come in, and you see the little star, you know, the Walker Texas Ranger thing, and these dudes just like. Exit the premises with a five foot six little guy weighing a buck thirty, holding him up by the shoulders.
0: Yeah, that's crazy to me. Uh no. J-
1: Jarrell Miller technically fights at the embassy suites in Nashville.
0: Now that I can get behind.
1: Is he's, he's fighting Derek Cardenas, who is eight and nine.
0: Never heard of him.
1: He's from Mexico.
0: That explains that.
1: And uh, I think, yeah, that's it. Saturday is is brutal.
0: Yeah, this would be a good time to spend some time with your family or to go out. Or see Elton John. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: Well, MVO, I hope you had a good time coming back on the podcast. It's been good to have you.
0: Great time, man.
1: Uh, Where can people find you these days if they want to get more access to uh, the one MVO?
0: Twitter. Is that your face? Or just go to the most valid opinion podcast on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you can get it. You know, you guys really have to listen to this one episode where I broke down the lyrics to Warren G's regulate. It's
1: definitely coming full circle. Did we talk about that uh, on the pregame podcast or on this yes,
0: one? Yes, on the pregame.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we, uh, we. We had a follow up then of that episode on the pregame, and uh, you you tend you do t- Twitter Spaces.
0: Yeah, I love Twitter Spaces, man. Listen, you need to get into Twitter Spaces.
1: Here's a, here's my issue with Twitter Spaces, not the one that I've sent you before, um, but the other issue I have is that like the time that I have to just like hang out and talk boxing on the weekdays is usually. At the time when everyone's in bed, because all you people live in different time zones,
0: are up all hours of the night, dude, all around the world.
1: But, uh, uh, yeah, and then the other thing is like, I don't know, I don't, I don't really, it's, it's hard. I, I don't really like to have boxing discussions all the time. I like Neither MVO either. and censored, I, I like, uh,
0: I don't talk boxing at all. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like that. I like when uh, it's maybe it starts in boxing and then before you know it, there's a 14-year-old making the case for... Uh, yeah. And then you kick him out. That, that Those are funny.
0: Yeah. Shout out to Sub-Zero. <laughs> one of the all-time great characters on Twitter. A.K.A. The Booty Goon. I don't know why he named himself The Booty Goon, but whatever.
1: All right, well... Everyone, thanks it's for listening. Ended. Yeah, If you like the podcast, leave a good rating or review, five stars only. Please uh, hit us up on Patreon where you get access to more podcasts, a bunch of different topics and stuff like that. Patreon.com slash Sunday Puncher, all that stuff. Get access to the chat. You guys know the deal by now. Um, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.